0: Well, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that is like explosive, isn't it? Are you excited to be in the Father's house? Excited to hear music unto the Lord, to rejoice and be glad in Him? Amen. Oh, well, I, I, is this a tough crowd out here? What's this, what, what is this? Can we get some shouts? Can we, how about some prayer? Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. This is the best place to be on a Sunday, in the house of the Lord, enjoying Him. Amen? So we want to welcome everyone to the church today, and we also want to welcome anyone that's here for the first time. So if this is your first time here, we ask you to stand up uh, real big and strong, and we give you a prize. I think we give you all a, a prize ahead of time. If you did not get a prize, a package, just raise your hand. Amen? Yeah. Okay. Very good. I think everyone got one because I was at the door. I was so excited to see you. I gave it to you before you even sat down. And so I am glad that you're here in the house of the Lord. Amen. Well, as uh, you can see, we had a good time this week in Mystery Island. Amen. It got a little crowded up there, but uh, Brother James said he'll he'll just be in the boat and play in, in the boat. I go, no, we don't have to do that. Amen. So uh, we want to show you a couple of slides of what uh, this week was like. So uh, hold on one second, and let me show you. Okay, so for VBS, Marianne and I and 20 volunteers took on the challenge of taking care of some kingdom kids, teaching the Word of God, and fellowshipping with them. And I, I, I tell you, I got more like a kid every day. So let's see what it, uh, here we are. Here we are. I was Captain Crook, but when I went on to Mystery Island, I, had, I got saved and I became Captain Kind. Amen. And so all the kids were saying that they were, they were kind, they were kind to one another. And then there were some animals too on Mystery Island, and here's one right now. Mr. Parrot, Mr. McCall, which is a parrot. And uh, so they enjoyed it. Even uh, Luke enjoyed it. Let's take a look at Luke. He enjoyed it. Amen. So Mary Anne and her friend Linda taught the Word of God to the older kids. Let's see a picture of that. And uh, Margaret, Maggie, Sylvia, and Elena taught the little kids. And they were outside in the pool area here. Praise the God. Praise God. Now, Bindi and her daughter and her son helped them make crafts, beautiful crafts. Let's see. I mean, I can't believe this is like first-class type <laughs> crafts. I know you, your parents have seen them when they brought them home. But then we played the games, and that's where it got real competitive. Let's see the, this here. It was someone was yelling out, "Girl power, girl power!" So we had the girls against the guys, and. Uh, It was a close race. Sometimes the girls win, sometimes the boys win, but anyway. Then we had a costume contest, and here are our winners, Lucas, RJ, Lillian, and um, uh, Maya. Yes. And you can see RJ, he gave you the big victory sign. Praise God. He looked at me, and he said, you're not a real pirate. I go, come on, RJ, give me a break, okay? So then we went on the slide And it was a beautiful day of slides. Now, Richard Espinoza and I were in charge of keeping the kids orderly and in the pool. uh, And so let's see how we did. Not that good, huh? But nobody got hurt. Everybody had fun. And we brought it into order after a while. So I'm just so glad that we had a good time. And now the kids are going to come up, and they're going to sing the theme song that they had for Mystery Island. So, kids, come on down. And this song is kind of contagious because after a while, uh, you start singing it in your sleep, and you go like, where did that come from, you know? So, praise the Lord. They're coming, and uh, Raina and... and, uh, Leanne are going to be our praise and worship leaders. And here they, we had 35 children during the week. Not all of them could come today because they had to be with their fathers or whatever they had to do, but they're going to turn around here and sing this song. Turn around, you face the, uh, face the um, screen in the back, face the screen because you have to do your, your movements, right? Test. Are you guys ready?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. I think they know what <laughs> <laughs> the it's A place of discovery, a place for you and me. We are in the ocean, rising up above the sea. Is a land of wonder. It's a land of mystery. mystery
1: Hoop-ha! Mystery, mystery Island. island. hoop So much to discover. So much for us to see. God's truth never failing. All the way through history. Mystery Island. Mystery Island. island. Mystery. There's a place you gotta see. A land of discovery. It's Mystery Island. Mystery Island. Searching for the ancient truth. Hand it down to me and you. Mystery Island. Come on. Won't you come along with me? Thanks, i On a search to the island. For the clues hidden all around Our God is a treasure. Just waiting to be found. Mystery Island. Ooh. Mystery Island Who? Ha! Mystery Island Who? There's a place you gotta see a and of discovery It's Mystery Island Mystery Island, Mystery Island. Searching for the ancient truth Hand it down to me and you Mystery Island Come on Won't you come along with me
0: i on the island, the Papa Zero. So stay on track with the treasure results if you
1: follow the map. God is fearful. God, God is, is strong. strong. I can sing of himself all, this love. all, all day, day long. God is powerful, holy
0: and true. I'm ready for mystery. How about,
1: oh, about you? A place you gotta see, a land of it's, it's mystery island. Mystery island. Searching for the ancient truth. <inaudible> <inaudible> mystery Island, Mystery Island. There's a place you gotta see. Mm-hmm. Oh and the doubt is coming. It's Mystery Island, Mystery Island. <inaudible> Searching for a kitchen truth. It's a place that's out of the Mystery Island. Won't you come along with me? Won't you come
0: along with me? Mystery Island, who? ha! Mystery Island, who? I'm. I'm. Mystery I'm. I'm <inaudible> who? <inaudible>
1: <laughs> Woo! Okay, okay, babe Good job! Okay, it's time for me to go up. I'll do it. Yay! You guys did awesome!
0: All right, how's it go, Mystery Island? Ooh, ah! <laughs> Amen. All right, we're going to give out some certificates for those that completed the class. Let me give this out to Adrian Figueroa. Adrian, here you go, my friend. Ariana Levas, is she here today? No? Okay. Christopher Acosta. Christopher! Where is Mr. Christopher? Here he is. Okay, hold that for him. Okay, Kayla Johnson. Yeah. Lillian Benavides, here we go. Lillian, amen. Why don't you hold that for her? Hold that for her. Okay. Uh, Okay, a couple of people couldn't make it. Sophia Figueroa, the one and only. Amen, yeah. Mr. Levi, did he sit down, Mr. Levi? Here he is, come get it, Levi. Diana Maya Chacon, there she is. She did so good. And the girl that won almost all the prizes, Sarah Alexander. All right, give them a big round of applause. Hallelujah. You guys can go to your class now and learn some more about the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Okay, we got a lot to give away today. The next thing we're going to give away is... Oh, I wanted to announce the, uh, the volunteers. We had a lot of them. And Hilda uh, gave, uh, gave us a $10 gift certificate to Starbucks for all the volunteers. So they are Leanne and Raina, Bindi, Vanessa, Macias... Letty, Jessica, go ahead, stand up. Griselda, Maggie, Lupe, Sylvia, Rosie, Dulce, Zoe, Renee, Mary, Vanessa Alexander, Hilda, Ann, Howlin, Juan, Richard uh, Salgado, Richard Espinosa, Chris, and Bill. So give them a round of applause. Amen. Huh? And Marianne Canazero, Elena. I forgot Elena's name. Okay, Elena. Don't forget Elena. Amen. Thank you. Y'all get $10 gift certificates. So Marianne will have them. Just see her. And don't get one and then turn around and come back. Oh, did I get another? That's something I would do, right? Amen. <laughs> Okay, praise the Lord. Now, one other thing. Oh, we're going to play the, uh, what's, what we're going to do next, next year, Keepers of the Kingdom. Let's see what that's about. Light. Darkness. Good. Evil. Truth. Lies. We are engaged in an epic battle between two spiritual kingdoms for the hearts and minds of our youth. Every day our kids are bombarded with lies about who they are, who their creator is, what is right, and where their salvation comes from. But we are not meant to fight this battle alone. God, the ruler of the good kingdom, has given his kingdom keepers spiritual armor to wear. With this VBS, your kids will learn how they can be a part of God's kingdom through salvation in his son. And they will be equipped with the armor of God as they train to become keepers of the kingdom who stand strong in today's battle for truth. Huzzah! Amen. We're going to equip our children how to face what's out there in the world with the Word of God. Amen. Now, one more thing to give away. Do we have any fathers in the house? If there are fathers, go ahead, stand to your feet. We want to acknowledge you and thank you for being keepers of the kingdom in their own house. Amen. Stand up. Now, what we have for you is... A hat like this. Now, if you're afraid to witness, you don't want to talk, all you have to do is wear this hat. People ask you, "What does that John 3:16 mean?" And it says, "I love you, Jesus on the side. So wear it proudly. Sometimes you, I always forget what I'm wearing, wearing and then they, they say things to me, and I go, "Oh, that looks good. That looks good, Joshua. Praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. Be blessed. Give your fathers another round of applause. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother, and it'll go well with thee. Amen? Let's welcome Marianne, and she's going to tell us what else is happening this month.
1: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I was telling someone I'm going to buy a shirt that says, I made it through VBS last week. (laughs) But it was a blessing. I mean, those kids really kept us hopping. (laughs) But I personally want to thank all the uh, visitors, I mean, all the volunteers for helping. Um, It was amazing how many people stepped up to help us. And God is so good. It is the most rewarding thing. This is our first time ever to have vacation Bible school. And I'm telling you, out of all the things we've ever done here, Vacation Bible School is the most rewarding. Those kids' lives were changed, and they're going to remember God is great. God is almighty. God is ruler. God is what? Emmanuel. (laughs) And God is trustworthy. Amen. And uh, the kids just they enjoyed themselves so much. But anyway, I'm going to give quick, very quick um, announcements today. Um, the team kid lesson today, um, will learn about Jesus was not just a good person and a teacher, but he is the Messiah. So they're going to talk about that today. Graduation Sunday is coming up. We are celebrating two high school graduates from youth, and we will have dessert after service on Sunday, June 26th at 1030 a.m. So make sure you come and support them. They're graduating from high school. Um, visitor Sunday is coming up. Every year we have a visitor Sunday, and it's July 3rd. It's going to be all decorated with, um, you know, 4th of July. And um, bring a first-time visitor to church, and you or your friend will get a beautiful towel. Do we have them? There they are. Yeah. Um, they're really beautiful towels, and um, you get one, and so does your visitor friend, I'm going to bring them here next week in person so you can really see how pretty they are, how nice they are. So we'll be having a free barbecue after for everyone, and we'll be celebrating July 4th and religious freedom. We have religious freedom in our country. Praise the Lord. Still, we have to keep fighting for it. Um, If you haven't been baptized or you know someone that wants to be baptized, well, we'll be having baptisms. Sunday, July 10th at 10 30. We'll be having it here. We have a baptism pool here. Um, and let Pastor Chuck know if you want to be baptized. Youth Summer Camp. Who's excited about Youth Summer Camp? <laughs> Woohoo! Um, I was talking to Charles and he said the youth's lives are really changed when they go to summer camp. So um, we have had people that have had, that have, um, Donated to youth camp for the kids that can't um, afford it. Um, it's July 16th through 20th. Cost $2.15 per camper. Uh, we really need people to sponsor the youth for camp. You can designate an offering for youth camp. To deadline to register to pay is today. I'm sure, I hope he's going to give a, a, you know, a few week um, delay on that. But uh, they're supposed to turn in everything today. But hopefully we can work with them, and if anybody else wants to uh, donate, you can place ties oh, and offerings, place it in the offering box in the back, or you can give online at newheartforyou.com slash give online. And again, watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a blessed Father's Day today, everyone. <laughs>
0: have the word, but first I ask Ron to kind of just set the mood and let the Holy Spirit take hold of us, settle our hearts and our spirits, take a deep breath. Spirit is so important to ministry and to our individual personal lives every day. In fact, Jesus said to the apostles, go to the upper room and don't do anything until the Holy Spirit comes, and he will empower you, he'll give you strength to do great things. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here today to minister to us, to be a blessing to us, and as the word goes forth, it'll touch our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, today is Father's Day. We have a Father's Day message. The title is Wisdom of a Godly Father. And as you know, godly wi- wisdom comes from God, right? Not from ourselves, but it's from God. You know, there's earthly wisdom. The Bible says it's, it's earthly, sensual, and devilish. But there's wisdom that comes from above, which is first pure, then peaceable, gentle easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. So sometimes I would be teaching my child or talking to Charles and saying, Charles, you need to obey. He goes, I said, you're supposed to honor your father and your mother. And he said, yeah, but you're not supposed to provoke him to wrath either. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to know that we have the wisdom that comes from above. Isn't that not right? God said, my ways are not your ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. So we have to learn how to be a father. And, you know, most fathers don't go to a class or take a, you know, a session on how to be a father. But there is a book that's, being, that's written called the Bible, and we can follow along and get a, a, a glimpse and a taste of what God can do. Amen? Now, in Proverbs nine ten it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. First, fear the Lord. Know that you're not all that. You need to humble yourself and say, God, I'm submitting myself to you. You take hold of my heart. You, God, and direct me my mouth, my words, and the things that I need to do, and he will direct your path. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So today... We're going to take a look at four points that's taken from a scene in the Bible where Jesus is being baptized, and let that be an example of how a godly father should be. Are you with me on that? Let's look at the slide. It's Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. It reads like this. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning, lighting upon him. And suddenly, a voice came from heaven and said, This is my beloved Son, the one whom I love. In him I am well pleased. So we see there four little principles. Do you see them? Anybody see them? <laughs> no. Okay. That's why I'm here. All right. Break it down, pastor. Come on, let's let's hear it. Okay, the first principle. When Jesus came up out of the water, we see God operating as a father over his son. And when he comes out of the water, Jesus says the first thing he sees and realizes that God his father showed up for the baptism. The first thing a father has to do is show up. (laughs) Be present. Right? That means when you have a parent-teacher conference, show up. When they want to chaperone a dance, you show up. When there's a camping trip, you show up. Wherever your children are doing something, you show up. You be present. And a lot happens when you're present. You get to see your child interact with another child. You get to see their tendencies and see what they're doing. Like They might be angry a lot of times. I know my, my, my parents used to come to my baseball games, And they couldn't understand why I got so mad at the umpires, because they were calling me out when I know for sure I was safe. They didn't have the video cameras I would have, let's appeal that. But I would get so mad at the umpire, i go, why do you call me out? And uh, you know, uh, my parents say, now son, you have to calm down, okay? Just count to 10. I go, that's not going to help. What, one, two, three, four, (laughs) I'm still out, Okay. Well, the thing is, God showed up to Jesus' baptism where it was in the wilderness. No one else was around. There was no crowd. There was no multitude. There was no photographer. There was no invitations. It wasn't a big deal, but God said, my son's getting baptized. I'm going to show up. We're going to have baptisms in a few weeks, July the 10th, so invite your family. And now... uh, God didn't send out any invitations to the family. Seemed like an ordinary event, but God showed up. So God shows up at all events, and you have to make a decision to show up. Praise the Lord. Now, I took calculus in college. Anybody take calculus? Let me see your hands. Anybody take calculus? (laughs) One, two, two, and me is three, took calculus. Now, if you went to calculus class, Bear with me, Vanessa. That was like a different language, wasn't it? it? It was like, what mathematical equations are you guys trying to shove down my throat? I mean, come on. you know, like It didn't even make sense. Algebra, yes. Geometry, yes. Calculus, no. And so one of my friends said, all you have to do is just show up. Every class, show up. So I did. I didn't understand hardly anything they were saying, <laughs> but I showed up. But lo and behold, when they took the test, all the, all the answers were in the notes that they had given us. I, I didn't understand it, but I just followed the notes. Amen? So a lot of times you show up to your parent-teacher conference or things that, you know, the track meet or whatever. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. Just be there and be a, make a difference in a person's life. Like this last week, my son invited me to two things, and so I attended with him. He went to Biola for a class that he was, uh, had an invitation for, you know, invite a friend. So I was at his class for four hours. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) 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 Then the next day, he had a political event that he wanted me to go to. So we went there. We had to meet the mayor and the city council and all those things. And so I attended because I wanted to be with him. I wanted to show up. Amen? Amen. So... You have to show up and be present. The second thing is that the Holy Spirit descended from heaven and landed on Jesus. What was that? He was, God was providing his spirit, his power, his presence. He said, I know, son, you're going to have to do a lot of things, but you need my presence. You need my power, my strength. And what we do with our kids is whoever we are, whatever we are, we give to them. We Bestowed upon them what's in our heart, what our values are, and what we believe in. I know I can remember my son, he had asthma when he was younger, so sometimes he had to go into the hospital. And so one time, he was in the hospital, and it, was, uh, it wasn't too bad, but he, had, he was on a ventilator, not a ventilator, but you know, with the asthma machines. But we had a, a, a thing that we had to go to at church. We were emceeing uh, an event. So I asked the nurse, is he going to be okay? Yeah, he will be. So we told Charles, now we're going to go, but we'll be back and you're okay. So just stay calm. Okay, Dad. So we went, we did our thing, we came back, he was fine. Okay. So this kind of makes an impression on a young boy. Hmm, church is important. Things that you have to do for church are important. So when he graduated from Berkeley, we went up there, and we celebrated. We had dinner and everything with the family. And then he said, Dad, uh, excuse me, but I have to take care of some things at the church. I'll be back in a little bit. I go, that sounds like something I said (laughs) 10 years ago. And you can see him now. He's doing things at church because I gave him that spirit to be able to do that. Praise God. So sometimes it's not what you give out of your hand. The money It's what you give from your heart that you give to the Lord. Praise God. So you have to release. Now, fathers, you have to determine what your kids are going to be like. You have to take authority and responsibility. You know, I see so many uh, kids and uh, teenagers that just run around doing their own thing. And I wonder, where is the father? Where is the father in this? I, I was a chaplain for... Uh, the Covina Police Department, and just this week they called me out because a guy, a young, young boy, rammed into a tree. He rammed into a tree going about 40, 50 miles an hour, and the mother came running out, and I said to myself, where is the father in this? Why isn't the father teaching his children, showing him the way that he's supposed to go? So you have to take responsibility. You don't want Instagram to raise your children. You don't want YouTube... To teach your children their values. You don't want today's music to shape their understanding of a healthy relationship. I mean, if you watch TV now, you think, wow, you can do almost anything, and it's okay. And that is just not so in the kingdom of God. So you're not going to give up your children to someone else to speak into their lives. That's the dad's job. The Bible says the Lord makes. Gives commandments. The, the father gives commandments and the mother does the teaching. So your responsibility is to mold them and to shape them and to direct them and to fill them and to encourage them. That's your job. Amen? Amen. Now, I, I, I just made acquaintance with uh, Brother Richard and, and he told me a story. I couldn't believe it. He said that when he was a young father, he had two children and he grabbed them and he said, Okay, son. Uh, I'm going to take you down to Skid Row <laughs> and show you how your life's going to be if you don't follow the Lord, if you don't do what you're supposed to do. And they looked at it and they go, okay. And they took him down to Beverly Hills. And now if you do right, you can have a good life. And this is what that looks like. So guess what? The kids grew up knowing that they need to do great things. So the testimony is he has one son that's a behavioral specialist at Charter Oak. He has another one that explores the treatment options for a wide range of brain tumors and conditions. <laughs> Come on, talk to me. Another one is the secretary, his daughter, secretary of Victorville Unified School District. These are all up-and-coming, you know, professions. And you know, the world says, oh, well, if you're a minority, you know, you can't make it. You got the, the, the world is stacked against you. I say, no, the word of God is stacked for you. Amen? <laughs> to do the things that you're supposed to do. So Jesus was being baptized. His father shows up and releases his spirit. So we release who we are and what we are to our kids. So first thing, show up. Just be there. Amen? Second thing is release your spirit. Give your spirit to your kids the way they need to be. Now, I remember Leanne was telling me, too, when she was a young girl. She was a a little wild girl and um, didn't do her homework. And uh, she was flunking, right, Leanne? Oh, my gosh. Miss Leanne, the example and the epitome of uh, success. She was not doing good. And her father grabbed her and said, listen, Leanne, you you better get your life right or you're going to be in the poorhouse. And it just shocked her. And she started doing good in school, got A's, went on to college and got a degree in uh, singing. And now she's, you know, world famous actor. And... Not world famous? Okay. How about California famous? No. (laughs) How about New Heart famous? Okay. (laughs) Amen. So the, the third thing, you following along? The third thing is make a proclamation of your love. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Now, It's a hard thing to tell your son that you love him. How many men know that? I mean, I can tell a girl, I can tell my wife, but a son or a man, I love you, brother. No, it's just, it's hard for me to get that out. I don't know, but you have to get it out. That's the way it is. Can you imagine how Jesus must have felt when his father said, I love you? Amen? Isn't that a good thing? Because dreams are activated in a child's mind when you say, I love you. There's a security. There, there's a, a standard that you have. And, and it, it makes them not, people not be able to label them or stereotype them when you say, I love you. You leave behind what you believe in them. There's something about uh, a dad when he tells his son or his daughter, I love you. It secures them, protects them from outside influences because of your father's love. What did God say? For God so... Loved the world. Now, another story of another minister that I know named Norval Hayes. Anybody know Norval Hayes? Ever heard of Norval Hayes? He's a powerful man of God. But his daughter, at the age of 17, uh, started going awry. Can you imagine that? And so she joined a motorcycle club. And she was out to 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning doing her thing. And uh, so Norval was lecturing her. Daughter? you ought not do that. You ought to, you know, give your heart to the Lord and, and serve him. What are you doing going out there? And every day he would lecture her. And the Lord interrupted him and said, what are you doing? Said, I'm trying to teach my, my daughter, you know, how to live right. And he said, that's not the way you do it. That's not the way I was with you. I loved you and brought you in. It's by loving a person, they want to serve the Lord. He said, okay, So he said, I'm going to start doing that. So every time she came home late at night, 2 or 3 o'clock, her name was Zona. And so as she came in, Norval was waiting for her. And he said, Zona, yes, Dad. You know I love you. I know, Dad, I know. Is that all? Yeah. Okay. So then she went back into her room. And he did this every time she went out. And he was crying out, not at her, but when the guys came and picked her up on the motorcycle and they were going down the street, and he would yell out, Devil, you can't have my daughter. She's going to serve the Lord. And so he kept saying that and kept loving her despite the way she looked, despite the way she had. You know how teenagers get that attitude. Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, you love me. I know. Give me a hug. No, I don't want a hug. Okay. (laughs) But he kept doing that. And then one day on the weekend, she stayed at home, and he said to her, Zona, what are you doing? You're you're home? He said, yeah, Dad, you know what I found out? You love me more than they love me. So I'm going to stay at home and be with you. So she came, and she started being in the ministry, and she's in ministry even even till today writing books, and doing the things of God. Why? Because he loved her. He told her, I love you. Amen? Amen. So uh, that's a good thing. You know, and I, I may not say it as often as I should, but I demonstrate it as often as I can. Always there for my son, whatever he needs. And I, I get these phone calls, Dad, I go, uh-oh. <laughs> I got this, I got that. Can you do this? Can you do that? And he lives six doors down from us, so, you know, I can't, like, pretend I'm not home. (laughs) I didn't answer the phone. (laughs) Praise God. So the last thing, do we know what we're supposed to do here? Show up. Be present. Right? Uh, We're supposed to release our spirit, our life to them. And tell them that we love them. And the fourth thing is be pleased with them. Now, this is interesting because God said he was pleased with Jesus before he did anything, before he did any miracles, before he walked on the water, before he opened up the blind eyes, before he did any preaching, before he raised the dead, before he healed anybody. He said, God said, I love you. I'm pleased with you. Why? What was he saying? I'm pleased with the way you're going. I'm pleased with what you're doing. I see how you obey your mother and your father. I see how you're dedicated and you pray and you study the word of God. I'm pleased with you, and I know you're going to do good. Amen? We have to say that to our kids when they're young. When they're growing up, you're going to be great, son. You're going to do everything that you want to do. My mom used to say that to me all the time. You can do anything that you put your mind to. She wasn't saved at the time, but she kept putting that in my mind because I would say, oh, I don't think I can do that. No, you can do it. You can do anything you put your mind to. And that's what we have to do to encourage our children. I'm pleased with you. I'm pleased with you. Praise God. So that's the thing that we have to do. Declare your uh, pleasure or that you're pleased with the person and that you're going to see them do great things. And then help them along the way. The Bible says, train up the child in the way that he should go. And then when he's old, he will have not departed. So that training a child means to study them, see what they like, see what's, what's, what their propensity is. I know my wife and I, we like baseball. i played baseball all my life. My wife still watches the Dodgers every day, every day, every day. 162 days out of the year. <laughs> It's better than watching anything else, right? So we figured, oh, our son will probably like to play baseball, right? So we signed him up for Little League, and uh, he was out there in the the T-ball, and he was playing left field, and the balls hit out to him, and we looked out, and he's got his back to the diamond. He's taking grass, and he's throwing it up like this. What is this? We said, I don't think baseball is his thing. So we pulled him out of that. Then we went to to school, and he said, Dad, I'm not really interested in baseball, but I'm interested in school. Okay, we'll help you. So (laughs) I can remember in high school, his first year, we took him, and the teacher, he signed up for these classes. And the teacher looked at the class, there's no way you can do all this. It's impossible. And they tried to talk him out of it, and he said, no, I can do it okay, go ahead. He did it. Then the next year, same thing. The teacher said, there's no way you can, these classes are too difficult. You, you won't have any time left. But he take the, took the classes, was an acting class, plus he ran cross-country and still did it. And it happened the third year, same thing. Finally, on the fourth year, the teacher said, I don't see how you can do it, but you've done it before. Go ahead, you know. <laughs> Sometimes he'd have to uh, stay up all night after running cross country and after being at his acting class to do his homework to make sure it got done. So we encouraged him. Okay, son, go on with your bad self. You know, <laughs> we're behind you. We believe in you. And then, and I'll just finish up with this. Uh, he, he, my son, uh, Marianne said to him when he was in second grade. In first grade, he got three B's. He got four, three A's and three B's, and. Mary Ann said to him, you know, son, you could get all A's if you want to. And he goes, really? He goes, okay. So from that moment on, he got all A's the rest of his college career and high school career, all A's. And then he learned at church, somebody at church told him, if you want to get an A, ask the teacher, what does it take to get an A? So that's what he did. He learned that in church. And so even in, when he went to law school, He was number fourth in his class. He, like, excels. That's what he wanted to do, not play baseball like his mom and his dad. (laughs) He took a higher ground, amen? Amen. So study your children and teach them how to succeed in life by what? Being present, provide your spirit, profess your love, and be pleased with them, amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together today to hear your word, to hear an example how a father is supposed to teach his children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that these small or simple truths can be imparted into our heart so that we may love our children, encourage them in the Lord, and bring them up so that they can serve you with all of their heart, soul, and mind. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Want to offer an invitation for those that are here and you say, well, you know what? I never accepted the Lord. I never, I never made him a part of my life. If that's you today, just close your eyes and let's all repeat this together. Say, Father God, thank you for Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, be Lord of my life, come into my heart and guide me all the days of my life, in Jesus' name, amen. You may have accepted the Lord, but kind of straight away, let's repeat this prayer. Father God, guide me, direct me, bring me into your fellowship, in Jesus' name.